Welcome to the Stress to the Nines AM edition. For the next few weeks, we will be studying the book of Revelation in all its mystery and glory. So stick around and join us. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Stress to the Nines. So good to see you on this Friday the 13th. Oh, what will befall us today? Who can say? Anyway, it's lovely to see you today, coming to you from a hotel room in downtown Tulsa, where Callum and I are recreating today. Uh, so that's not going to stop us from working our way through chapter 20 of the book of Revelation. What I'd like to go ahead and do is finish off chapter 20 this week. So it's going to be a little bit longer of a reading than we've had uh, the past few days. Um, I'm going to kind of uh, fast forward through a bit and then we'll focus uh, on the back end of this. This will set us up nicely next week to get into the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem, which it just so happens Tasha and I have been preaching on. So we'll get to kind of double dip the end of Revelation. So let's finish off chapter 20. We'll begin in verse 7. When the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, in order to gather them for battle. They are as numerous as the sands of the sea. They marched up over the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and the one who sat on it. The earth and the heaven fled from his presence and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Also another book was opened, the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works as recorded in the books. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them and all were judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found in the, written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's a lot to unpack here as we wrap up chapter 20 of Revelation. I'm going to kind of skip over the defeat of Satan. It's pretty straightforward. He was in his pit for a thousand years. He came out. He looked really threatening. And then he was consumed by fire and thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, which I have to say sounds like a terribly awful place and uh, seems like that's what John intends it to be like. Then we get to this second resurrection, and that's uh, pretty interesting. So what we're going to talk about today, remember we had the first resurrection and that was the martyrs just a few days ago, earlier in the week, and now it's everybody. So what John is uh, showing here is that everyone who has ever lived is resurrected and then judged. And so this is a key thing in the Bible. We often think of dying and then you go straight to heaven. John's story here in Revelation is actually more consistent with the greater biblical witness than our conception of things. What the Bible talks about is you die and then you wait for the second coming at which time everyone will be judged. For John, that judgment was very specific. It was based on what you had done. And we can be certain that the substance of your life will be viewed through the prism of your fidelity to God. 
how idolatrous were you versus how faithful were you to God? Those who were faithful will be found in the book of life. Those who were idolatrous will be tossed into that aforementioned uh, lake of fire and sulfur. It's a pretty stark scene. But remember what John is trying to accomplish here in the lives of the believers in the churches in Asia. He's trying to remind them of what is at stake as they go through difficult times. By putting things so starkly, by making the decision so black and white, he is encouraging them to remain faithful. This may seem harsh or strict to us, but if John and people like him had not done this and had not believed this, we would not have a church today, nor would we have scriptures. The church that we have today in the world and the scriptures that came down to us over time were literally protected with the lives of believers. So when John paints this picture of people being judged for what they have done or what they have not done, for him, the very witness to Jesus Christ in the world is at stake. And so while it sounds stark to us, there was so much on the line for John as he wrote these words and presented this at the second resurrection. So I don't want to build my entire understanding of salvation based on this passage, but there are elements which are consistent throughout the biblical narrative. And then there are other elements of it, which are a reminder to us of the context of the book of Revelation. So it's a piece in how we see both judgment and resurrection, uh, and it tells part of the story, but we also hold this passage uh, up next to the rest of the biblical witness with both of those things. So it's a really interesting passage. Uh, it's something that reminds us of the business of God. It reminds us uh, of the breadth of humanity and time uh, that all who have lived will be present at this uh, second resurrection at this day of judgment. So an interesting theological passage. I would encourage you to reflect on it. And again, reflect on that idea of idolatry and fidelity. All right, let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we are grateful to you for Jesus Christ in our lives and his presence in this world. We pray that you would help us to be the church today. Help us to be faithful to you, faithful to one another, and faithful to the communities in which we live. Help us to act out of love, humility, and kindness. And help our lives to tell the story of grace, which is so powerful for us and upon which we hang so many of our hopes. Guide us this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, gang, that concludes our stress to the nines for this morning. Tash will be back tonight, and I'll see you on Monday. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. Be sure to like us and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, peace.